You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. Zowsers, welcome to... <laughs> I'm going Zowsers, guys. I'm just going to keep saying it until people... Someone emails Tom, Tom at Start making shirts, says, Bill. Start I making like Zowsers. Anyway, um, we're here. This is a very cool, interesting episode. It's kind of a snippet. The whole episode was three hours, and we took out a 30-minute segment. A ton of people kept popping in and out, so none of the, there was never like a full interview. Everyone got halfway into a story, yes. and they got interrupted. That's how we started. We're like, hey, it's going to be so loose, loose and cool. Loosey, and after a while, but then there's like, just we would start arcs, and then yeah. people would leave unsatisfied. We're like, what the fuck are we doing here? This is stupid. No one cares. So uh, we took this. This is one of the first ones we recorded, and we took uh, a 30-minute segment out with Mike Falzone and J.C. Sokola and yes. was Sarah Bello in that one? No, okay, she had not arrived yet. Um, sorry, Sarah. So anyway, so this <laughs> is about uh, Michael Richards when he had his very famous, infamous breakdown at the Laugh Factory. There was a lot of discussion about what happened at the Laugh Factory, Michael Richards. Why we have someone who that. was there in the building when it happened? Who was actually the the server for the two African African American gentlemen who uh, quote unquote heckled him yeah made him lose his mind set him off now he tried to pretend that he didn't lose his mind and that he actually was You're like there's still those him. words yeah there's still those words yeah see what it, but he was obviously trying to recover from a, a horrible moment where he and like, everybody in the audience was like yeah there are those words yeah and he obviously <laughs> if it was it was a planned bit he would have because he said those words and then when they talked back he goes what guys you were you were talking to me the whole time that was like the worst michael richards impersonation ever but anyway the point is uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just like a petulant teenager. It's interesting because, you know, this second time recording, this is the first time we deleted it because uh, Thomas Wakefield is a part of the woke community. He's a 24-year-old kid. I'm, <laughs> let's say, older. And uh, I don't, I'm not as worried so much about the word police as Tommy is. Uh, I accidentally but, deleted it. We didn't, we didn't say okay, anything whatever. crazy. But we talked about the, the whole thing on 30 Rock about well, we talked about first the N-word and how that FNC. Has, how people tried to ban the N-word over the years, which your prior did back in the early 80s. And they tried, Jamie Massad tried to do that after this happened with Michael Richards. And then 30 Rock did an episode, I think it was called FNC, about the three verboten words that you can't really say in society without getting banned by the woke police. Yeah. Like maybe places. I like, kind of like Jerry Seinfeld's stance on it. Which have you what? ever seen Talking Funny? Mm, yes. It's like Chris Rock, Louis. Jerry Seinfeld says, I think comedians should be able to say whatever they want. Mm -hmm. And if you find the funny in something like the F word or the N word, then you can do it. But I've never found it, nor do I seek it. That's kind of like where I'm at. Mm, interesting. Well, the way I look at it is like if you look at one of the most foreboding things ever in the history of the world to talk about is probably the Holocaust and Hitler. Right. But do you yeah. know how many times Hitler's been lampooned in America by Charlie Chaplin, by Bugs Bunny, by Mel Brooks? It happens all the time. I think it's definitely more... The, the way that the PC works is it's all about where you're aiming the cannon. You know what I mean? Hitler is the oppressor. So you can yeah. make fun of him, but you don't make fun of the victims. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah, uh, which is why Larry David got in a little bit of trouble in SNL when he talked about, if I was in a concentration camp, I would uh, hit the ground. I still think that's that was a funny bit, though. Yeah, exactly. Because There's he's, uh, you know, it's, it's like a coping joke. Yeah. Right? You yeah. know what I mean? And now it's now we go into the R, R word. Like, you can't even say the R word. And there are two R words now, right? 
there's retard and there's rape. You can't even oh, right, say yeah. a, a, as just a man. Just saying rape triggers people. Yeah, just say the word. And the idea that you're supposed to say trigger warning before you say certain things. Well, you can't do that in comedy. Is, That's ridiculous. Is the most retarded cunt thing I've ever heard. <laughs> um, whatever. It's a little, maybe it's a little hacky. I, I don't say those words There's on stage. I don't have any jokes. Other than I say, I would never say the N-word. It's offensive to black people. I would never say the C-word because it's offensive to cunts, yeah. which I will never get rid of. <laughs> he loves it. Because it pisses stuff too many people. Anyway, so you get to, you get to, we'll, we'll include the, the I kind of like the idea that people also need to loosen up a little bit. especially Absolutely. Especially in the context of it's, comedy. It's it's the one place where the First Amendment is celebrated and protected, yes. and I hope that never fucking If does. you're in a fucking business meeting oh, and you drop yeah. cunt, that's crazy. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, unless but someone's like, being a cunt. <laughs> um, comedy's got to be comedy. Yes, yes. So anyway, that, that's all pretext to say that we will include the audio for the Michael Richards thing. And uh, if you don't know what it is, then you know Google it or, or listen to this clip. It's pretty crazy. He had a, he had a mental breakdown after after he thought he got heckled. We find the real story from JC, who was a server at the time. I keep saying I want to say waiter, but I say server to be PC. Uh, she tells a real story about what happened, and 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 it's it's pretty interesting. It's only thirty minutes. It's kind of a short stuff. So enjoy it. Make sure you rate us and review us on iTunes, five stars only. And any questions, email Tom at LaughFactory.com. Yeah. All right, all good. Enjoy. Bye bye. Shut up! 50 years ago, you had your own tied down with a fucking fork up your ass! <laughs> you can talk, you can talk, you can talk your brain now, motherfucker! Roll his ass out, he's a n***er! He's a n***er! He's a n***er! Oh my god. A n***er, look, you're the n***er! Ooh! Ooh! All right, you see? It shocks you, it shocks you to see what's very beneath your stupid motherfuckers! It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. Uh, okay, so I met her, JC, when she was a server. At the Laugh Factory. At the Laugh Factory. Is that where you started? That's where I started. I was uh, working in the office, booking during the day, cocktail waitressing Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, and then like after a year, they gave me uh, a midnight show that I could host. Nice. But I was like just super personable. You know, I wasn't really forming any jokes. I just was like, hi! <laughs> right. oh, I'm so happy I'm so happy here! <laughs> yeah, I was like a, a mini Jay Davis. Uh-huh. And, but then, but then I moved into this place, and it was really lovely for me. I mean, I had a I had a bigger one upstairs, but it was just yeah. very it was a cool scene because I was then immersed in it very very heavily, very quickly, and and also cared for the cocktail waitresses, and I, and course. that job in itself was uh, a part of my career as well, building brands and properties and cool uh, essential bars and what clubs look like and producing events. I learned that from here, mm-hmm. which was just cool. But I used to know Bill because you would come in all the time and then you'd go away. Yes. You'd come in, you'd go away, and your hair was shaggy. I was bi-coastal. He was Hell bi-coastal, yeah. bro. New York guy. I'd have to go back and do a play in New York, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. I have to do a production. <laughs> I have to do a production. Uh, that's awesome. So uh, we, we are talk- Mike was just telling us how he proposed to his wife. Congratulations. And that he didn't Thank op- you so much. This was years ago. Yeah. We're doing the chronology <laughs> of his still, life. But still feels good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> They're now married. Uh, 
Uh, and uh, and obviously like a very good marriage because I made like a joke. He's like he's like I would never say that anything bad about my wife. I was like good. Th- so this is a question I have for you. Uh, She's Albanian. Do you know any Albanian? Yeah, yeah, ah, I do. Yeah, yeah. No, I, but but anyway, how about who cares? Just don't ever say anything bad about your wife. No, that's what but, I'm saying. But, <laughs> which is what I wanted. To, this good segue because I want to talk to you about that. I remember Pat Oswald in one of his albums. He said. He said, I'm in love. This is when, you know, oh, God, it sounds awful bringing up because his wife is, you mm-hmm. know, he's, you know, passing on. It's nice that they but were But passing on is a part of what it is, and it's not your fault. Yeah, but but he's he said, at the beginning of this album, I forget which one it was, he goes, I'm so in love, I don't know how I can still be funny. Mm. And so I thought about that, like, mm. but it's a thing because there's a lot of... Uh, uh, comedy is obviously self-deprecating for a lot of people and a lot yeah. of it is about complaining about something. Yeah. And when you're in a happy marriage or happy relationship, it seems sort of um, counterintuitive to being a funny person on stage talking about the misery of your life or the Well, if you're, a com- if you're a comedian in 1987 and all your jokes start with like, <laughs> my goddamn wife. I, I, well, that's the thing. I listen to comics who go up there and go, oh, I haven't had sex in like, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, I never, ever want to be that comic. So, Dude, there was this one filter that I had. I had a woman teach me how to do, yeah, it was called Nashville. And <laughs> it made me Nashville. look so good. And a little blue. <laughs> the shadows. Um, the woman who taught me how to do comedy, her name is Christine O'Leary, and she ran a workshop in Connecticut. And uh, I had all these notebooks filled with like, dick jokes basically and like sex stuff uh-huh. and I we were going over jokes and she was like close your notebook and I was like okay what what next <laughs> and she goes I don't want you to think because you're a white guy in your 20s that you need to be an asshole when you're on stage uh-huh. and that blew my whole you shit apart you that that's good for you well I did my best at yeah. the time yeah. and uh, and ever since then like I I've been very mindful about like what my voice and my taste is yeah. so i'm not a real complainy me I, I find that and i back that up with you saying that i think we've i don't know i think it's shifted since from 15 years ago i personally like when it's not necessarily all complainy yeah and i think it's starting to be a bit of a trend but i know how you feel like it has to be that way and i know i remember jerry seinfeld said nothing funny gets written by the beach and i was like i live in the marina and that's, that's where i'm hilarious. gonna stay uh-huh and like, just because I like boats and nice water doesn't mean it can't still be funny. It's just a different kind. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But also, on the other hand, it's like if that's who you are, exactly, then it works. Yeah, you know, exactly. And we're not mad at you for you it. Right, so do you, right, do, you, right. do you talk about your wife on stage? Is she? Is she? Have you ever had a joke? I had. A, I, yeah, my opener is about my wife. What is it? She. Uh, Take my wife, please. Take my wife, please. I think it is. <laughs> and then I just wait for them to all stop cheering. Uh, <laughs> I say my wife. The first thing my wife told me this morning was, "I look like I'm peeking out from behind a bush," is and that that's my calling? that ruined my punchline. Uh, sorry, joke guys, my it's punchline. my weed people. <laughs> Hello. That we'll take the tape again while he's on the phone. <laughs> uh, a bush. I this oh, okay. is why I don't ever um, do my material. I'll be right there on yeah. podcast. So, uh, so tonight, you guys, Shani. why don't you have a conversation amongst yourselves? <laughs> Why don't you interview, ask him a couple questions about his worst set. I got to go pick up weed. Okay. Pick up weed? They deliver. They're de- this I mean, is I mean, Bill's first time. I got, no, no. Pick, <laughs> I got to pick up by the gate. You can put your rollerblades on? They delivered it to me. <laughs> really? Are you going like, to be negative to me, I like. Well, are you kidding? I like rollerbladers. A, you play hockey, obviously. I care for you. I don't with them. hockey, which makes 
pathetic. That doesn't make it pathetic. Not in those you Are we don't. still recording? This sounds. What should look we at talk me about? in my eyes <laughs> when I interview you? This is too intense. Do you find that there's no Italian people? This on the is West NPR Coast? news. Do I find that there's no Italian people where? Where are the rest of the Italian people on the West Coast? <laughs> what specifically are you referring to? Are because they hiding somewhere? You mean they like as a group in LA or like where are the Italians? Like I'm from the Northeast, right? And we're swimming in them. Interesting. And then I got out here, and there are seven. You know, it's fascinating because there are, they live in Palm Springs. Palm Springs. Right? Some Italians there. But also, why Italy? I don't know. Italian, Northeast, like I'm from Pittsburgh. Uh huh. <laughs> They're there. Yeah, that's almost where they stopped. That's, they stopped at Chicago. They stopped and they were, they like looked at the coal and they were like, what a great idea. Uh-huh. Let's stay. Yeah. So that's Pittsburgh. So I understand, but I've been in California for 13 years. I'm a beach babe now and sure. I go back and I speak that gospel to the Pittsburghites. They don't want anything to do with it it's a very different place we stay it's like here. the opposite of that we die here yeah yeah you die here if my street goes hands. straight up yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i do run into italian people but yeah not the i mean yeah, the ones i would run into here i don't know if i'd like that much interesting are there really not Italians in LA? No, they're like maybe I seventeen think Italian. They're people. hang. They're not <laughs> hanging out with him. I know just enough Italians. Just okay. the perfect amount yeah, of yeah, Italians. Yeah. Sure. If you need some Italians, I can. I will take some of your Italians. Take off some your of hand. my Italians. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, that would be very helpful. Um, we got nowhere, by the way. <laughs> no, it's 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 totally fine. It's okay. all going to be cut. So no, don't. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? I'm wasting my voice. No, it's really it's really not. It's really not. Um, <laughs> we, what was that sigh for, Tommy? <laughs> Tommy just took a nap in your bed. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> okay, thank God. cool. Um, no, but this is this is an audio. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. We're thank God. I didn't want to be on camera. You look beautiful. It's nothing to do with that. I'm happy that I'm okay, not. Okay, so <laughs> so we're doing the the uh, this is your life, Mike Fellows' own story. So, uh, you you propose open mic. She obviously said yes. Mm-hmm. You went up there. You bombed. <laughs> was, was there a moment where you were like? Maybe I should stop doing stand-up. Maybe stand-up is not... Has it ever crossed your mind? Because I know it's something that comics go through. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sometimes more than never. More than other times, but... Uh, uh, well, I know from trying that I can't have an office thing. I yeah. did that when did? I was doing music stuff. Yeah, because yeah. my parents were always cool with me doing anything creative as long as I was taking care of my bills and shit like that. Yeah. So I always paid all my own way. Mm-hmm. Uh, or was able to support myself while I was doing music or anything creative. So I always knew that I had to keep doing creative things. It's just a matter of like how many of them do I have to do to make rent while I'm bombing and doing stand-up comedy. Yeah. Uh, Well, I never bombed. (laughs) So I don't relate 100%. (laughs) Yeah, understood. But I get like at least 74 of that. It's cool of you to try. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Wait, JC, well, let's go there. JC, what... you? We've all bombed, obviously. If we if we didn't bomb, we wouldn't be stand-up comics. We'd right. be Never bombed. musicians <laughs> who can't bomb. Uh, as soon as you end a song, there's no way to bomb as a musician. Yeah, you end a song and then people is. clap. No, this is the last chord and then clap. But if they don't clap, they don't they're like they're like they're like, well, they listened. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had someone. Uh, I'm not going to name the name, but they were they were in Reno. They were my feature in Reno, and uh, I'm not going to say when, but recently. And sh- this person, he or she, she, was uh, on stage, and she got off, and I was right there. And uh-huh. it was like, I had to, I couldn't say, like, 
you'll you'll get them next time or something. But I did say, I was like, what can I say positive? So I said, well, they were listening. Yeah. Which is, you know, and they were <laughs> they were listening. They just weren't laughing at anything. Sure. So uh, as a musician, you can always you'll you'll be listened to. So the word, so you must have had a heckler story at some something. But everyone's had one thing where they're like, ah. Yeah, I mean, but this one was like me and Eliza Schlesinger at the same time. So it was like a double whammy. Sp- what do you mean? Because it was like the only real story I have is this woman who was ha- was on of her phone eating a Caesar salad, drinking Chardonnay. <laughs> and this where was this? This was at uh, God it was in. Was it, in, was it in Calgary or was it was I think it was in Calgary. I don't know what it was. So you've been doing it for a while now because at this point you're international. Well, Calgary with Eliza. I mean, oh, you yes, were, you I was were her opener. Her, I didn't for know this. this for this gig particularly, okay. but like the the woman was eating the Chardonnay. Eliza tried to tame her, and then at, at a certain point, Eliza snapped, d- dove in. I was hosting the show. Yeah. And then she like as we were crossing, she was like, "I'm sorry about that. Not sorry, but like, fuck that woman." So, so Eliza was the headline at this point. This is pre Eliza. Pre Eliza. Pre Eliza. Eliza. Way yeah. back. So yeah. that's why I'm saying is I don't actually hecklers don't they don't come around me. Yeah. You know, I but I also don't do the mainstream clubs that you guys do. I do like yoga conventions. Okay. You know Wait, what I what? mean? Uh, no, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, out of the club audience. Out of the club audience, theater <laughs> audience, producing that side audience. I'll do clubs for schools. I'll I'll do festivals. Those are great for me. Yeah. And for touring stuff internationally, they set up like a three week or four week gig at a time, like Australia or Tokyo and stuff. But like club after club, like Laugh Factory style, that's not my speed anymore. Yeah. I, I like I realized very early in it's like watching Tiffany grow has been fucking amazing because like that's her speed like if I go on there I'll have a heart attack on stage now why I'll slay so hard and then that's my life <laughs> straight up hmm. I swear it like my performance stuff that I do You're now You're prisoner to your own success my prisoner to my own success and you can't even tell if I'm lying it's like it's <laughs> It's on the cusp of like the greatness where I feel like if I go in there and I perform at Laugh Factory like 13 years have I gone in, it just becomes a different side of me as a comic. Yeah, I'm a little confused by what I just heard. To be to be completely honest, I don't understand, but I'm I'm in it for the story. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> I'm invested. Yeah, I'm I invested. just feel like this heckler situation. What what happened was a yeah, woman. Yeah, it was a woman who was talking loudly. I went back on stage, and I said, "You know, we're all just trying to do love and light here. That's <laughs> all we're trying to do. This is my nice. thing. Love and light. Uh, listen to Eliza. You you could take your call outside." And she yelled at me and <laughs> said, "I don't want your fucking light." <laughs> <laughs> and then I paused and I was like, oh, I get what's happening. You're a cunt. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then the room lit up and then Eliza ran back in and was like, I fucking sold you. <laughs> and that's when I was like, okay, this, yes, I fucking know, but I don't want this for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I can handle it. I don't want to be a part of it. Okay, I feel so like it's wh- not normally like that. So when you happened, when that happened, did you feel bad that you said that? Absolutely was not. No. It was, it, it sparked a fire in me that I've never seen. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I fear. You don't want you to need it. it. Interesting. I Interesting. fear I fear the style of, you know, and that's the thing is you guys, you, you really deal with it a lot more. But I put myself in creative, comedic situations that are different than the road dogs because yeah. of that reason. doesn't mean anything one way or the other. In fact, I've been around with the greatest of road dogs. I fucking love it. I love stand-up so much that I eat, slept, and drank it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that 
it is a different fuel in those heckler environments than those stand-up environments than what I in the marina want to be a part of. No, okay, I, I get you that. You get that? I do get that, but, but let me... So this is part of the reason why I don't really play the comedy store. I mean, not like people are banging down my door saying play a comedy store. <laughs> well, they would if they just knew where your door was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all yeah. open over They just here. don't know but, where your door But the first time I went to the... <laughs> this is when I was hanging out with uh, uh, Dali a lot. He's like, hey, come down. Like, you know, I'll hook you up. And this was Tommy was there. And I went there and a big, like, argument broke out between Steve, Brody, Brody Stevens and Don Barris <laughs> on stage. And I, I was like, is this real or is this fake i had no idea but they were really like fuck you you're a piece of shit. yo you you and your stupid and like and i was like i don't know what the f-. And it was whatever it was it wasn't funny and then it was uncomfortable and then i walked out and i saw someone punch another guy what in, this, in the same night and i said i don't think this is for me uh-huh. like i'm a little bit too sensitive and then i went back one club. other time and i think this time it was like uh the potluck monday thing and fraser smith was like hey come on, come on billy well i'll get you on stage mm-hmm and it was a three-minute thing. He's a walking and corpse, it was, and I love him. It was in the yeah. Uh, it was it was in the OR, right? Which is the small. Yeah. And uh, so I go in the OR, and it's like three minutes, and there's like stone Jamaicans, and I'm just doing cr- like crowd work. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much time I thought I had five or seven, but apparently I had three. Yeah. Right. And, As you do in the OR. And I don't know where the light is, which is it's on the, it's it different was, than any it's other light in the world. Yeah. One eighty left. Yeah. And so I'm looking out, and I figured someone fly, something. I don't say anything, and then this fucking guy, who I'm sure is probably still a stand-up, like a little guy who I could mm. fucking choke unconscious in five sure. seconds, was like, "Dude, get the fuck off stage! You got the light." Uh-huh. <laughs> Literally, he's the host of the show, and I, I go, "I go, are you fucking kidding?" I go, me? "Where?" He goes, "It's the star. It's the blue star." No. Yeah. And I go, "Oh man, I didn't see it." Well, get off stage, man. And I was literally like. I could big hand for your I host. could fucking choke you unconscious <laughs> in four seconds, bro. Why the fuck would you talk to me like that? Uh-huh. So I think it's just like I have like pent up, like I have a a, a little pent up whatever yeah. thing it is that I don't want. To, it's like it's a different incredible world, hawk. Dude, I don't want to go out. You know how f- protective the store guys are of the store. Yeah, that's like it's all, every one of the three places. Talk to me or Tommy about that shit. Trying to like break in. It's a all three are a different fortress yeah. that have three completely different magical combinations. To and get I in just there. laugh at the whole thing. Yeah. Being an innocuous cocktail server that was there for Michael Richards's incident and oh, there, there alone night. because everyone was at the Las Vegas Comedy Festival. Okay, so so I'm never going to tell this story. You're never going to tell the story. <laughs> no, well, not until someone pays me so much money. <laughs> I got like Bill weed. Has weed. I got weed. <laughs> yeah. It's not enough money. It's not well, enough let money. Me just, let me, let I've me. I've put this out to publishers. If anybody wants six years of Laugh Factory shit. Oh, no, no, I, I don't. Want, okay, but I do want. I do want to hear about the Michael Michael Richards story, though. I do want to hear about that because <laughs> sounds like you're gonna have to pay up. I wasn't. <laughs> because I'm just wondering when when it ha- when it happened. Like, were you? <laughs> afraid that uh, shit was going to break out like a, a riot type of thing like how bad was it it was by the way people people who don't some people might not know what what it is michael richards very infamously was on stage at the laugh factory he got heckled and he lost his shit and he wanted tyra wade said the n-word like seven yeah, times yeah yeah so there so this is when i was living in the building at the time and i was still running the day scheduling and jamie was with and i'll make this short and one day i'll tell you the longer version uh on a, on tv 
<laughs> this isn't TV. Um, yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. So <laughs> it was, but now it's not. <laughs> it's not TV anymore. <laughs> uh, so so uh, Friday night, uh, Mike's on the lineup. He's doing yoga upstairs. Um, cocktail <laughs> servers are going. Yeah, this Mike is Richards. Michael Richards would do. You call him Mike, but he would do yoga. And his name was what was his name? It was like Z- Z- Xanax or Xander. I never got that far. I would always just let him have his. Space. He had his own special name. Sure. I mean, comedians like would interact more with the talent than we would normally, we, unless we organically created a friendship yeah. that was honest and real, or if there was something else. Like I, we separated off. I kept very much like. I had a goal with this yeah. um, in my head and made great, amazing friends, truthfully. So uh, this is pre-iPhone, pre-everything, pre-we had no thing at the door about recording, video, audio, and I've, I've gone back with this story in my head like millions of times on the tickets, what was on the tickets, was there anything like no recording? Nope. So it's pre-TMZ, this is pre-everything, and I live right there. This is 2008, right? 2009? 2000 and... N- I have to look that up. Eight or nine, yeah, for sure. It must have been eight or nine, because I was yeah. living here 2007, eight, yeah. maybe nine. Um, no, I moved in 2009. So he, this the the cocktail waitresses seat everybody. They're doing their one drink around, whatever. He headlines, I think that's what goes on. And then I'm in the back. We're sitting in the back. He's performing, and I know that there were two razor phones up, right? <laughs> they could only take 15 seconds or less of grainy audio at a megahertz. It's just like nothing compared to what we have today. Yeah, yeah. No one, this, no flash photography. Like, it's a laugh factory. Back in the day, it was casual. Dane was out of town. Yeah. He's in comedy, um, the com- the Las Vegas Comedy Festival or whatever, and Jamie's with them. That's where I was. Eddie Ift was there, too. And yeah. so he's like, hold down the fort. I'm like, okay. <laughs> You got it. And so we hold down the fort and then all of a sudden you hear it. And then it's just that word, that word, that word. Then a conversation. We're looking up and it's two young black kids like dressed super cute, just trying to talk to their cocktail waitress because it's loud in there. The acoustics are loud. Like if you're getting the two drink minimum for people, which they are forced to do, these cocktail waitresses are forced to do it as soon as they sit down. Boom. What's your two drinks? But mm-hmm. that's how they were trained back then. Yeah. That noise carries. He is not a trained performer in the stand-up culture. Yeah. Those acoustics hit his ear. He's already finicky. He goes, this is not by so any means. So they were means. just ordering drinks. From what I saw that day, yes. They oh, were wow. not talking. That's that's what's fucked up. That's what I've never told. Like, It is the most fucked up thing because it wasn't a heckle back and forth from what we saw. It was just exactly what we have to go through as cocktail waitresses. And then it gets better. And then I call Jamie. I'm like, yo, I'm not sure about this. When and this Brett, is happening, you call This him. is I at after it happened. Yeah. I was like, this is bad. This seems bad. This feels bad. Does anyone <laughs> feel like this is bad? And Brett, Brett had to go do a spot at the store. Brett. Um, Riley? Eyebrows. Brett. Drinks. Oh, Brett drinks, Ernst. Ernst. Brett Ernst. <laughs> <laughs> only know people by their face <laughs> from like 2008 right. <laughs> um so he's like he I, I was like he's gonna spread at the store and then it got a little bit at the store but this again was pre-everything so i like go that next night home go to sleep no big deal if no one saw anything no one can say anything i wake up the next, the next morning i jog really early at 7 a.m this was like during my fit era <laughs> <laughs> i walk out to jog and i put like my earbud in and i see camera trucks lined up laurel 
Oh, yeah. And I get chills to this day. I turn back around. I go and I have to Google because I don't have a phone that was fast enough. Like, Michael Richards question mark. So and it was just like. with your laptop? No, I went back inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even jog. Uh-huh. Oh, this right is, was Ask Jeeves? Michael Bison question mark? <laughs> it wasn't Google Michael yet. Richards <laughs> question mark. That's what I put in. Or I put like Kramer question mark. And uh-huh. then it was like that stamp, that first TMZ stamp of exclusive uh, video. And yeah. I watched it. It was grainy as fuck. And I was like. Still not even registering Yeah What was going on And then I called Jamie again And I was like It's on the internet mm. <laughs> He's like Buddy buddy What even is an internet <laughs> It's just a bunch of buddies <laughs> And then And then I go I feel like this is bad guys Like I don't know Much about the law But I think we broke it Anyway Why, so, What do you mean he, We broke it I'm just like I don't know much about the law It was just me Joking but panicking And then he goes We'll keep him off stage tonight And he just hangs on me I'm like You want me to keep like physically, physically keep Kramer. Was he, wait, wait, was he going to come back the next night? He was double, he was booked to headline both nights, and I'm like, he's not going to come back. He's not going to come back. He doesn't come from the front. He like makes his way. I oh, swear, he does come back. I swear he climbed the roof, and no one believes me. I don't know how <laughs> he got in. He was like a spider ninja. He made it past me, everyone, and just went up. Did a fine set. Did a great set. We were just like kind of all on pins and needles. No, yeah. That's what it, and he does it anyway. And then the next day he he get, well, he leaves and there's a CBS News out to meet him at the Laugh Factory a- after he gets off stage. Yes, and the, CBS the News night. there. CBS News at the back door where like Noel and Medell were. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like CBS News, <laughs> and I was like, this feels not good. And, and then, did he say anything to them? He ran past him just like yeah, I don't remember any interviews. Ran past and then. The next day, I mean, this is when it all exploded. Like, it wasn't, even the day of, it wasn't big news. Like, today, yeah, if you yeah. did that today, boom, it's boom. there. Yeah. But this took two days to really form what formed. And yeah. then after that, Jamie banned the N-word. And then that, and then Mooney came on. Paul Mooney was like, I can say the N-word whatever I want. I was like, this is chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I loved it. Oh, Jamie, it, it, it has loved been it. the single best piece of press for the laugh factory I can't even <laughs> that has ever happened can i say something so uh, a lot of police activity going on today uh pretending so like i it's was not los angeles i right. was working at the new york times square laugh factory which i don't know if you ever i remember. did i went with dom irera yeah that was really fun i yeah. had a great you time you say my apartment then did you because I, I think some anyway no i think uh, i did a hotel uh anyway I had so fun there though g- great so check this out it was in the middle of Times Square, 42nd and 8th. Kind of sounds like this right now. Mm-hmm. And there were, uh, and it was doing okay. The clubs, we had, there were five rooms, five rooms for stand up. And we usually just do the first room. After the Michael Richards thing, like about three weeks after, you couldn't, at, all five shows would be sold out yep, simultaneously. Sold out. Oh, wow. Almost every day. I bought a Lamborghini that week. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was it was literally like the best piece of press ever. And Jamie, by his the whole banning the N word thing, it was he knew that was a, a publicity stunt. Mm-hmm. He knew that wasn't an actual thing. Mm-hmm. I remember. I no, think it was- but at the time, at the time, the way he, his heart translates things, and I'll say that because like there is the tiniest heart inside that man. Oh, I think it, he's got a big heart. I know he does. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's actually a big heart, but yeah. it's like tiny yeah. and crisped. <laughs> but it. I think that and at the time he was overpowered with emotion and felt like, well, then no one says it until, you know, we figure it out. But I laughed really hard. I was yeah. like, oh, cool. cool here's bro. here's <laughs> why I think that's a publicity stunt. 
because this this thing happens all of a sudden there's free press everywhere and Jamie's all about the free press obviously and instead of going Michael Richards is banned forever he goes we have to ban the n-word which yeah. by the way is not the first time that's been bandied about in comic clubs Richard Pryor wanted to do that back in the ban late it? Set. He, he went to Africa, had a moment, and he goes, the N-word's bad. And he wanted to ban the N-word. Uh-huh. So it's, that was like in the 80s. So this has happened. This has been a thing. That's, so he knew about that. So I think it was definitely a really good publicity stunt to say right. ban the N-word. Just I, white people. Just ban it for white people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is pretty much how it is now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's so much more. But I, I, I'm happy that I was there to experience it because culturally, for me, I was able to kind of see very early on what not to do on stage. <laughs> well, a lot of people also say... The learning experience that somebody else had yeah, to go through yeah. for you. Well, also a lot of people say... I was thinking about doing it, <laughs> yeah. but I'm glad he did it first. That was the nail on the When call. people yeah. say, well, well, the N-word or hate speech, is like, that was not about stand-up comedy. That's the guy who had a, a breakdown on stage. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't him saying jokes that involved the n-word that was him just get losing his shit and then calling black guys the n-word like right. a yeah. bunch of times Girl, Dude, from, from a very outside perspective i always thought that it was some kind of racial back and forth but for you to say it was like they're ordering funny, drinks? drinks that's crazy isn't that such a mind-blowing and i've sat on that story for so long as someone that genuinely cares not because Who? i care about being yeah. in it I cared about what happened that night because I cared about the venue and I cared about what I did and who we are and the people that we brought in. My voice now is much stronger for that. And I can see the way clubs work now. And and we have more as a a woman, we've never had the door open so wide before, which just feels great. And I'm acknowledging it. But it is something to be said of that night and being there and having other cocktail waitresses who our jobs are to observe. That's what we do. That's We see the room the way Sarah Mello seats the room. We know who's on the left, who's on the right, who's going to be trouble in the front, who's going to need to be cut off in the back. This person needs to go. Yeah. We see these things, and that's how we manage that club. That yeah. vibe, the way that room runs, yeah. is a tight ship if it's done well. I yeah. think I think yeah, that's awesome sort job. of like a throwback to a different way the club was run, because I kind of feel like now the, the servers there don't really have the same kind of presence of mind at as the Laugh we, Factory, as you guys did. I, isn't that day. fascinating? And that, that goes to show you, by the way, those four of us were still friends, four so successful women. And that era that we went up through was just so pivotal because it, it, it was so many amazing comics coming through and the talent and the, the people pouring in to just fill these seats. But it's another thing to like, the audiences are just, you never know, right? Yeah. You just never know. So it grew a set of balls for everybody and a set of labias, if you want doubles. Mm-hmm. But... It really, it, it forms when I went back and saw the New York property. I was impressed, but I was like, it felt haunted to me, but not. It was haunted. In a, Literally. Yeah. It's, I mean. It's, it became a uh, a haunted house. Right. Uh, what? I, I oh, swear to God. Oh, oh the it became it, be, it is now a nationally registered haunted house. And oh, then, uh, well, haunted, like, now it's all shut down. There's nothing there. But, uh, real so quick segue. What gone. happened was, uh, it's so, there, there it was sex workers, right? It was show world. And a, I'd heard a rumor that a, a prostitute had been murdered. I heard the this. same rumor. Listen, but li- no, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> this is so check stupid. Check this out. Check, no, 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 no. Jesse, check this out. You did the research. So I did the research. Of course, it's happened. And they killed her, and they put her body in the sh- in the shower, uh, but where it was in in the green room, there was a shower well, that we we'd see all the time. Yeah. So I don't check this wanna... out. 
So I go, wait, this is crazy. And I, people people work there like, they're ghosts, the chairs fly over, we hear voices no. all the time. I was like, this is bullshit. I research it. There was a book written about uh, murders in Times Square, and this is one of them. It was an unsolved, this woman's murder was never solved. There were two people who were accused, and both of them got off. Oh, wow. So her murder was never solved. So the fact that people don't know this and they're talking about the place being haunted and I found out that there's an unsolved murder of this woman. And the, eh, if you believe in ghosts, it's pretty fucking... Uh, sounds like maybe there is one. My yeah. thing about ghosts, and I come from Pennsylvania, I get it, I understand the ghosts, but my thing about ghosts is, you know, you go wherever you want. Go to, go to Bali. <laughs> yeah. Why, why, are you, why are you stuck in the shower? Why are you stuck in the house? <laughs> What's the ish? And everyone's like, it's spiritual. And it's like, no, it's not. You're a fucking ghost. Uh, yeah. There's nothing there. You, you don't know ghost rules, <laughs> JC. <laughs> yes, I do. And the fact that it's now morphed into just demon women ghosts in pajama underwear. What are you talking about? It sounds like the ring, porn I've been watching. Grudge. Oh, oh yeah. Mama. Literally, Mama. I think there's probably a million more. Yeah. Where it's all just girls in fucking nightgowns <laughs> pop locking to people um, so, night before Christmas so, underwear like, so we were talking about so I so she, she's heckle proof you must have a story where you were heckled and you were like had a I, really bad set Any anything that happened I mean, that was, dude this is maybe not the two best people to have on just this segment you're so of fucking positive no not, Wait, not you're only positive that. too well oh, I don't is, take shit see that's why I like you thanks man same Z's. Thanks. Tommy's pretty positive. Do you know Tommy? Tommy. He Tommy Wakefield sometimes. The he's of the kind of in a sad mood right now, but he's mostly pretty positive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where it counts. And negative to himself. Um, but from all those years playing music to no one, you got used to like how to not how to deal with a a reaction that maybe you don't want. Sure. And then like me and my friends all grew up like breaking each other's balls and who can make fun of everyone or who could roast everyone or yeah. whatever. So when I got to the point where I started like doing clubs and people would talk, it, it wasn't, it's never been a problem. It's, it's been annoying, but it's never been like a, no one's ever got the better of me in yeah. a particular situation. Right. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, th I think, have you ever had a moment where you did deal with a heckler and you felt like maybe, I, 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 I'm, I, my policy is never to be mean to a heckler. Okay. That is, that is literally my policy. Okay. And you know how comics love you. to encourage comics like, oh, shut that motherfucker. And when a comic trashes a heckler. Sure. Comics like high five them. I've never, part of the reason is because I've heard, uh, I've had some like pretty hairy experiences where, uh, where, um. Hello, Sarah Mello. You've walked into the room. Sarah Mello. Um, we might have to do a swap season in a bit. Um, do you need anything, Sarah? That's all weed right there. You're fine where you're parked. <laughs> and that bag, and that white bag, that white bag. Help yourself. <laughs> Help yourself. Um, uh, I don't know. Just like I've I've had moments where I, I said some shitty. Th One time it was you know typical things where people are talking. I'm like, hey guys, be quiet. And then hey, we, are you fucking retarded? And they were actually a group of mentally oh, no. handicapped people oh, no. with their sponsor. Yeah, that'll teach in you a room. lesson for sure. So I, I'm always like, I never know where people come from. I don't want to assume. Well, yeah. hope. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt and and the first couple times I'm never I get weirded out when people are like instantly like there's like some whispers uh -huh. and then the worst thing you could say to somebody. Yeah. Yes. Like that, that's a weird jump. So it's yes. normally it's like a, a progression. Jump. 
Yeah, yeah. And I just have seen it so much, yeah. and and I that's why I'm just I'm in awe when I don't see it or I see it handled well or what I've aspired to career-wise in my life. I I just love. Is this? Are they coming for us? It's really weird. Yeah, this is like right the most like there's something happening in LA right now. But that is like a helicopter literally like right over our heads. <laughs> what do you They're mean? Is it because of Thanksgiving? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is it the Thanksgiving turkeys have run away? Um, <laughs> this doesn't feel very LA. A bunch of turkeys running down the street. <laughs> I would hope that that's what's going on. They're running for the, a bunch of chefs but chasing I, them. <laughs> <laughs> With blades, just so many blades. Um. I I, hear, I like that. I I would prefer not to go that route. But then that, then I have angry day, or yeah. something triggers me wrong, or the element calls for it. If it's a bar show, or if it's the club <laughs> and it's a different style show, something in me Pittsburgh comes out, mm-hmm. and it fucking zeroes in. Yeah. But I don't. I'm not good at the mean part. I'm yeah, good yeah. at the fun part. Yeah. yeah. Like making you can this turn them because all they want is like they. A lot of times when they talk, they're just like super into it. Yeah. It's, and there's all different, as I'm telling you, like you don't know. There's yeah, all different situations. Let me tell you about hecklers. Tell though. me, master. Um, <laughs> no, but there's like the people talking just because they know they're not supposed to respond. And then there's the people talking because they've never been to a stand-up show yes. before. And then there are the people being like, drunk, hey, white be drinks. funny or whatever. And that's yeah. totally different. And then different. ordering drinks. So yeah, what, yeah. What do you, what Sarah <laughs> Mello knows what I'm talking about. What do, you, what, do you, what do you say? Sarah, were you there during the Michael Richards night? Were you there that night? Oh, yeah, okay, she okay. was. I was there, but you heard about it, but you never. You're gonna have to listen to the tape. Yeah, I just yeah. gave the whole thing. <laughs> um, listen to I the felt tape. Like I was there. So, uh, so Mike, I know. Uh, by the way, I know you have to go for a bit, and uh, and. Uh, well, it's Thanksgiving, Bill. I know because you have. <laughs> he, he's he's I have well to because go too. because you, you just got here. I know, but I'm. Telling you were supposed you, to start at eight. It's yeah, not even eight yet. I can't really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the but, fake heart out is Jesus, my Jesus, that is some entitled white woman shit right Listen, there. I'm not, but I'm going to stay 20 more minutes. Whoa. <laughs> That's a hot 20. Hot 20. Uh, hot 20. 20. Is there anything that you, because you, he's, Mike Falzone is a married man. He's like a real person. He has love in his life and stuff. So what, uh, <laughs> what do you, is there anything you want to plug or you want to talk about coming up? Anything you're excited about? I'd like to plug my marriage. Uh, <laughs> shout out to my marriage your one time. Your marriage is so sweet. <laughs> I like your husband. Thank you. Yeah, Thank don't plug anything. She's not going to By the way, don't plug anything in 2018 because this is going <laughs> to happen. So what am I doing next year? Yeah, is this going to come out? <laughs> JC, I thought no. you were Miss Positivity Yoga class. <laughs> I, meant, I meant it genuinely. This is going to yes. come out. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> but it came out wrong. Yeah. Okay. So... Uh, your your podcast is called what? Thursday. Uh, my <laughs> I have a podcast with my wife called Welcome to Our Podcast, uh-huh. and then I have a more popular podcast with my friend Steve called Dynamic Banter. Wow, okay. way to hurt your wife's feelings. Right no, now. she knows. She knows how numbers work. Right. <laughs> she can look Just at one number sure. and see it's way smaller than another <laughs> you know, number. We'll call it popular. She's super like smart like that. <laughs> Mike, was that a sympathy podcast you're, you're doing for your wife? No, Come I on, fucking honest. love that. You know what? It it boggles my mind when people. Like a couple thousand people just listen to that podcast, click. dude. But they come out to shows and they're so like, oh really? Yeah, and then they career. meet Zoya, and then that's like they're super excited to meet because so she's cool. just a hairdresser with a podcast. I love how you're so oh, pimped. You're like, that. oh, only a couple thousand people listen to this podcast. That's yeah. good for that's like, where I'm at. Your lesser podcast, role. but yeah. it's also that's good too. It's yeah. great. Mike in the morning. Thank you, Tommy. Dude, this fucking yeah, guy. Tommy, you're off mic, so, you know. Uh, <laughs> Mike in the morning is a YouTube show that I do every Tuesday. 
and uh, it's my favorite thing. In the oh, world. Mike in the morning. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Sounds Mike, man, it's really good. To, it's it's like really a good. Fun to, um, morning show. Good. Good. Great. Thank you, Jason. You're welcome. I'm trying to kick you the fuck out of my yard. So, Mike, it's really a. Uh, <laughs> no, it's. Re- I'm really glad we got we got to do this. And, and too, anytime man. you want to come back, you know, and like co-host or whatever, just hang out. That'd be, that'd yeah. be awesome. You're a good dude, and I'll I'd be working with you uh, Monday. Hell yeah. See you oh, soon, great, man. man. Thanks. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, we just dated this podcast. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. If you listen to the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, you have to the thanks. thanks. Happy thanks. I say Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>